It contained my first blowbang, my first interracial DP, my first airtight, my first gangbang, my first double anal, my first uh, double vaginal, my first triple penetration. It was just like first, first, first. It was just a... Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey everyone and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavlin. I'm from plugrush.com and with me is Jay Copita from whynot.com. And Jay, today we're going down under. That's right, mate. We are going to be speaking to uh, <laughs> porn star Angela White. And the cool thing with her is, is that not only is she absolutely stunning to look at and talk to, but she's brilliant. She's educated. She's a producer. She's a director. She's talent. And uh, she's multi-award nominated, and she's won a few awards, uh, and she's political. Yeah, political correct, that <laughs> is. I mean, there is so much to talk about here with this girl, and uh, just with her education and involvement in the Australian porn uh, industry. So I'm really looking forward to that. And even one of the videos or movies that she is uh, nominated for, there was so many firsts in there. Yeah. This is my second porn star, but there was so many first thing I never heard about, or I've probably seen it, but never thought about the word. Yeah. So we got to learn what what airtight is. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was some research that really needed to go into it on our end here. So many resources. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, this is this is going to be a great interview, and I think our listeners are really going to be in for a serious treat today and an education. And hey, you know, maybe a yeah. few of you guys might even rub it out while you're at it. <laughs> it should be. We need to thank the people that is paying for the research, of course. Yes. Our sponsors. So we will be back right after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay face sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, K-Top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Okay, everyone, we are back. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Porn and Coffee. And have we got a special treat for all of you guys today. We have adult porn star, as if there's a non-adult porn star, Angela White from Australia, from down under. And that was a really shitty Australian accent on my part, so I apologize for that. She is a multi-award winning uh, talent, and she also directs and produces, and we are thrilled to pieces to have you here today, Angela. So thank you so much for taking the time out with us. Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, and one thing, you know, it's interesting to consider here is, you know, we have Angela in Australia, we have Thomas in Norway, I'm in Texas, we have three radically different time zones, and uh, yet I think we're still able to make this work, so. (laughs) It's so fantastic. (laughs) Technology today, technology Um, today. I'm down here from Melbourne right now, which is where coffee is considered a religion, so I feel like it's very appropriate that I should be on a podcast called Porn and Coffee. So is porn also looked at as a religion, or how is that? Um, Not so much. I mean, it's it's more of a very private religion, you know, where, you know, your body is your church, that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Porn's popular all over the globe, isn't it, Uh, when it comes down to it? Yeah, we have different laws here in Australia, though. Our laws are almost the opposite of what it is like in in the States, uh, where the production and distribution of pornography is restricted, whereas escorting and brothel work is legal. So it's um, sort of the opposite of what happens in the States. <laughs> that is interesting. We're going to get uh, deeper down to that. Uh, but first, let's, let's, get, uh, let's get started from the start. I mean, you started in 2003 as an adult model. Um, yeah. And you did solo scenes and lesbian scenes. And it took you eight years before you actually did your first hardcore scene. Eight years until I finally did it. Well, this my entire career, I've only ever done what I felt comfortable doing. So it took me eight years to basically get to that point where I had no reservations about doing hardcore on film. There were always sort of niggling things. They're like, oh, do I really want to do it? And until I'm at that point where I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want to be doing at this moment, I don't do it. And so it was... Uh, in 2011 that I did my first hardcore for the score group for a DVD entitled Angela White Finally Fucks, of course. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> such an appropriate title. Um, yeah. And <laughs> it was just after I graduated. So I was, uh, I had been modeling while I was at university and I actually did my, my honors thesis on the pornography industry, which we can talk a little bit about later. Mm. But, um, I was in this transitional period of my life where I, I'd, I'd finished my degree and I, I, I wasn't sure exactly if I wanted to move straight into my PhD. And I just, I started thinking about hardcore again. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. It started becoming this thing that I would masturbate to, that it became a sexual fantasy of mine. I thought, you know what? There is nothing holding me back there. I don't have any niggling thoughts about, ooh, is this the right thing? It was 100% I want this, and that's when I made the jump into hardcore, and I've never looked back. I am so happy, so, so happy with that decision. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, a logical progression and the fact that you did it how you wanted to, because, you know, a lot of times we see, because you got in very young and a lot of times models get into the industry very young as well and they feel the need to kind of do it all right away. And once you kind of cross that boundary, there's really no turning back, you know? Yeah, and look, there's no right or wrong way to do it in this industry. I think every 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 talent has to create their own path. You have to do what you feel is right for you. And maybe waiting eight years for some people is just an 
incredible amount of time, um, whereas for others, that's too short. So I, I feel like there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think that, well, the, the way that you should do it is how you feel comfortable. And I think that, you know, that's defined my career is that I've only ever done what I felt comfortable doing. And I really feel like that comes across in my scenes that I'm there, I'm in the moment, I'm enjoying myself, I'm not elsewhere thinking, oh my goodness, is this is the right decision. And um, if, you know, if I could give advice to anybody coming into the industry, it would always be to do what they feel, not just what they feel comfortable doing, but what they really love doing. You know, if you love doing something and you really want to do it on camera, go for it. But if it's something that you're not really interested in doing, be it on camera or in your personal life, then you, know, you should listen to those those gut feelings. Yeah. I think that is very, very important Like for, for anything, like even yeah. private and professional. I want to talk a little bit about your education. Like normally, we don't talk a lot about education for the people that we have on this uh, podcast. But your one is, I feel, somewhat relevant for what you actually are doing now. I mean, you graduated from the University of Melbourne and you studied gender studies. And then you did some research in the adult uh, industry. Yeah, so I um I did gender studies at the University of Melbourne, that, and I did a I did a Bachelor of Arts uh, for my undergraduate, and then I did um, honors. Where for my thesis, I conducted qualitative research into female experiences in the Australian pornography industry. So there's been a lot of synergy in my life with my with in terms of um, my education and what I do for work, but also my politics. Because um, after well during during my studies at the University of Melbourne, I also did um, an exchange for year at the Institute of Political Science in Paris. So I studied political science and then I ended up moving on to run a political campaign in in Australia um, where I campaigned on the rights of sex works sex workers. So there's there's a lot of synergy in my life and, and my my passion for pornography uh, also shines through in my academic work. So getting back to my, my thesis, I actually I interviewed and had six women in the Australian pornography write personal narratives about their experiences in there because I felt that um, I'm, I'm sure that your audience is well aware that there are many, many arguments about uh, pornography and about especially myths surrounding the industry about why women get into the industry and there's a lot of um, myths about women being pimped or drug abused or forced into the industry but, but but all of these arguments are made without actually speaking to the women involved and I'm sorry I keep bringing up I keep bringing up women not because other other genders aren't relevant but because the arguments are so often made about women it's always the victimization of women the degradation of women the, and and often it's it's, it's infantilizing as well because it'll be the degradation of girls the, yeah it, no nobody would believe that me and jay would have been like tricked into the industry in any way right like <laughs> two, two guys Oops. into the industry is like nope but for the girls of course the questions come up like that yes right. and it's 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 actually incredibly sexist and, and and part of those it's odd that um it's feminist and i i actually identify as a feminist so i'm not trying to generalize feminism there's many there's plural feminisms there's many different ways to be a feminist but the yeah. the anti-porn uh 
feminist brigade, if you want to call them that, they their arguments are often quite sexist because it does focus on how girls are forced into the industry. It completely ignores the fact that there are male talent in the industry. Of course, we, we don't even think that they could be forced. Of course, you know, it, it almost reifies that argument that when men have sex with multiple people, they're studs, whereas when women have sex with multiple people, particularly on camera, of course, they've been forced into it. You couldn't just choose to do this job because you love having sex and becoming right. an exhibitionist. Isn't no. that just freaking insulting? I mean, I hate that. And, you know, that's not just for the porn industry in general, but just life. It's like a woman who gets around, so to speak, is suddenly like all these bad things and it's such a negative connotation and it's such a double standard. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, we have things like slut walk and we have people you know, speaking out about slut shaming, not just for people in the adult industry, but for just young women in general, you know, the, the, all of uh, like there's all this sexual shame and there's so much negativity about a woman who will embrace her sexuality, a woman who will say, you know what, this is what I want to do. And, and that's actually part of the reason I ended up in the industry in the first place because when I was in high school I came out very early as bisexual. I was somebody that really loved exploring my sexuality with multiple genders with multiple people and I was criticized heavily for being both a slut and a lesbian which both of those slurs don't make much sense because on one level they're criticizing me for having sex with too many men and then with the other slur they were criticizing me for having sex with not enough men so it's like <laughs> no matter how I did my sexuality I was doing it wrong and um, it wasn't until I actually saw pornography that I saw this space in which women having sex with multiple partners of any genders was celebrated rather than criticized and so I thought these are my people. This is an industry I want to be a part of. This is a place where I'm really going to be able to explore my sexuality with um, similar people, with sex-positive people. And and it turned out that that I it ended up being correct. I've met so many amazing people in this industry and really been able yeah. to uh, be myself and explore so many firsts as well, which I do with um, the DVDs that I produce, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. But you, I can just hear when you talk about this, you're really passionate about um, this topic. And you actually, as you told us, uh, you get political involved. For what I've read up is that you were a candidate, political candidate for the Australian sex party. First of all, is there a, still a sex party in yes, Australia? And yes. How does that work? <laughs> so yes, um, the Australian sex party still exists. It is a legitimate party. It's not a joke party. In fact, the founder and leader of the Australian sex party, Fiona Patton, is now in the Senate. So that's wow. actually yeah, a real breakthrough. And I ran for the seat of Richmond in the 2010 Victorian state election. And the main reason I decided to get involved with that, even though, I mean, I had obviously studied politics and I was at the, the Institute yeah. of Political Science in Paris, but what really motivated me in the end to get involved was that um, the Greens Party was actually running a candidate named Kathleen Maltzen. And if she won the seat, she had planned to shut down all of the brothels. Uh. As most people can gather, you can shut down brothels, but that doesn't stop sex work. What it actually does is send the work underground and makes right. the work less safe, not just for the women involved, but also for the patrons. Always the assumption that the patrons are only men, but that's not true either. There are many women who actually seek out the services of all different types of sex workers. So 
by closing down uh, brothels, it would have sent the business underground and made it a lot less safe for everyone involved. This person was, was running a campaign that was going to actually endanger the lives of women and, and also their, the patrons. And in the end, Kathleen Monson didn't win, which was amazing. I, I garnered around 3% of the vote, which doesn't sound very much, but in... in it's significant. In, it, is, it is actually significant. I'd like to say that you know, my campaigning at least had a small impact upon moving votes away from Kathleen Moulton. And that was that was the, the real coup, you know, and in the end it was the um, it was Richard Wynn, the ALP member who who won that seat and um, there hasn't been any brothel shut down and so the safety of those those workers um, has been maintained. So yay. <laughs> Success. Me. Is that any time anybody goes out there and says that porn and sex work and all that is degrading to women and they're exploited and all this stuff, well, what about all the male entertainers out there? What about the male performers? What about the male sex workers? Are they being exploited too? Because it's not just straight porn, it's not just straight sex that's going on. And you get anybody who's, you know, an idiot about this, and you bring this argument to them, they're never going to fucking have a response to it. Well, yeah. no, And also, that's the same argument when it comes to objectification because people will argue, oh, well, you know, the women are being objectified. Okay, well, what woman is being objectified in gay porn, in gay male right. porn? Where yes. is the woman being objectified? I'm very confused exactly. about that. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the camera man, the camera girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I want to kind of uh, talk about, you know, all these nominations that you're getting. And uh, as well, maybe we can promote a little bit your latest movie. I mean, it's it's called Angela Volume 2. Is that correct? Well, that is, that's the not my latest movie. My latest movie is Angela Loves Gonzo, which we can talk about that as well. But the movie before right. that was with Angela 2. And that was the movie that I was, I had a string of nominations and a bunch of awards right. for that movie, which I'm so proud of. I, it's pretty much, it's my, my magnum. It's it, it contained my first blowbang, my first interracial DP, my first airtight, my first gangbang, my first double anal, my first uh, double vaginal, my first triple penetration. It was just like first, first, first. It was just a, just a huge milestone to me. And it was amazing because I got to do it all on my own terms because I produced it myself. I directed it myself. I chose all my own locations, all my own outfits, all the other talent. It was all me and my fantasies being uh, fulfilled in that one showcase DVD. So I'm very, very proud of it. And I ended up winning um, the AVN Award for Best Oral Sex Scene for my blowbang and um, my triple girl, girl, girl scene. So it won Best All Girl Group Sex Scene for AVN. And that was with Annika Albright and Alexis Texas. Uh, so yeah, I'm very, very proud of that DVD. I also ended up winning the um, the Exfiz Foreign Female Performer of the Year. So off the back of that DVD, so it's it's really it's been amazing yeah. to be recognised for something that I just loved producing so much. Was it like that you have some kind of a bucket list or something that you just wanted to like cross off everything and put it into one movie, or how was it? Um, <laughs> with all of your firsts. Well, look, I will say that the double anal and the double vaginal, they weren't planned. That was something that I honestly didn't think was possible for my body. I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> I went into that going, that, like, for the gangbang, there were certain things I definitely wanted to tick off. I really wanted to do a standing DP. I just thought every time I'd seen that in a movie, 
had seen this girl held up by these two strong men but being penetrated at the same time in midair, I was just like, oh my gosh, that to me is just so sexy. So I was like, okay. So I got all the guys together before the scene happened because, uh, you know, I, I wanted to give them ideas about what I wanted. But the thing about when I direct is that I don't, I don't want to be prescriptive. I don't want it to be, I don't want to control everything. I want to leave space for spontaneity and for surprises and for things to happen. Because if you script the whole thing, it just, for me, it becomes so rigid. You know, I love, I love to not know exactly what's going to happen. So I said to them, these are, these are the few things I definitely want to happen. So I wanted to have five minutes of sort of a mini blow bang at the start. So just, you know, don't, don't, don't all fuck me at once. I want to be, I love sucking dick. So <laughs> I just really, 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 really get into it. So I was like, we're going to have five minutes of me sucking dick on my knees before you fuck me. Okay. So stop, don't get too excited. Five minutes. So we did that. And I said, uh, this was before and I was saying, so I want five minutes of that. I want to definitely get. Uh, a, a standing DP. I want there to be. I wanted there to be sort of like a build up. So I said, don't go straight for the ass. Don't go straight for the double penetration. Let's build up. So from the from the blow bang, let's start with you know some one on one. Let's start with some vaginal. Let's move up to let's move up to the DP. Let's move up to this. And so and of course I said now double anal, double vaginal. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'm just you know I haven't prepared for it. I don't know exactly how you prep for that, but I <laughs> Me <said>, neither. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't and it happened, so I think it's just this magical thing that happens if, if and when you're ready. But I said to these, these guys, I, I was lucky. I got, you know, the best guys in the biz for this gangbang and these yeah. guys have worked together so often before. They're pros. They've done this. They they know when a girl's ready. So I said, look, if, I, if, if I'm in the position and you think I'm ready for it, do it because this is new to me and <laughs> well <laughs> you know there's nothing better than when your date actually says that as well so this is you know we're learning all yeah. kinds of good stuff here today yeah yeah i mean i i've been watching i must admit i've been watching a lot of porn but i needed also when i was reading up on this to to actually google a bunch of this like air tights and stuff like that i've been looking at some very strange stuff in my life but i ju just didn't know the names for it like the blow gangs and the air tight it's like yeah. doesn't she breathe at all it's like what's yeah. happening here but we got into it. Well, I love when market research is looking at porn. That's just fantastic. <laughs> just like, you know, people catch me watching porn. I'm like, I'm working, okay? I'm researching. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Let's go into the, the Gonzo movies. Yeah. So that was that was another – it's just been released. It's, a, it's, a, it's both um, – as another step in my career, but also a political uh, statement because I love to I love to throw in some political statements with, <laughs> with the porn. Uh, but basically, it's, I, I decided to release Angela Loves Gonzo because there's been an absolute onslaught of attacks to this genre. So the, the, the gonzo genre is attacked by anti-pornography feminists and by conservative critics for being the most degrading and misogynistic of all of the pornographic genres. It's considered the roughest, the dirtiest, the most disgusting. And so Can you explain it first, Angela? Sorry, can you explain what is a gonzo movie? 
Yeah. There's many different, I guess, definitions of what gonzo is. Gonzo to me is usually a floating camera, so it's not uh, cinematically shot. It's often the person behind the camera will be involved either through speech or through actual sexual acts. So for me, for my gonzo film, I got rid of the camera crew. I got rid of the professional lighting. You know, it's it, you get rid of the script. You get it. You strip it down to its basics. So it's just sex it's no fake scripts nothing like that for me I had the people holding the camera involved so sometimes that was just the male talent that I was with sometimes it was me as well so one of the scenes on the DVD is actually a threesome scene with myself Mick Blue and Annika Albright and we take turns in holding the camera so there'll be times when it's the my POV my point of view where I'm holding the camera and Annika comes up and eats my pussy and she's getting fucked from behind by Mick it's mm. it's really hot and then you know obviously Mick will take the camera and you get that POV of you know it's your it looks like it's your dick being sucked by Annika and myself so could it, is, is it wrong to say that it's almost like a, your own sex tape kind of a content? Or? No, that, that, that actually sums it up really well. It is my, it's yeah. my sex tape because there's, there's no other camera crew there. There are times when we're holding the camera, but there's also times when we put the camera down on the table so you just see us fucking. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things that I really wanted to get across with this movie is that, yes, like Angela Loves Gonzo does contain rough sex. It does. It contains some some slapping. It contains some dirty words. It even with Manuel. Well, I'll tell you about that later. But it does. It gets it gets a bit intense, and some would say extreme. Yeah. But what I wanted to make uh, clear with this release is that by removing the artifice of direction, by removing the artifice of scripts, the camera crew, by removing all that you actually get some of the most intimate and authentic footage as well because you've just got, in a lot of, a lot of cases, you've just got two people and a camera, just, just those two yeah. people in a room, and you can't get more intimate than that. That's when you get those, those beautiful moments where, you know, uh, Manuel's stroking my hair and whispering sweet nothings and uh, Tony's giving me a passionate kiss and there's, there, there's these rough moments interspersed with these truly sweet intimate moment and moments and lighthearted jokes and so it goes from that intense extreme hardcore fucking to this love making basically so it's it's it really shows the gamut of of sexual experience and that i really wanted to make clear with gonzo is that critics miss the fact that when you get rid of camera people when you get rid of the scripts that true authentic connection and chemistry can shine through and i love that in porn yeah and so do a lot of fans i mean that's very very popular format i think i wanted to ask you this angela um you've been in the industry long enough to have seen a lot of changes over the last several years especially when tube sites really kind of hit the market and uh, especially when the recession was a huge issue in the united states a lot of adult companies took a serious hit yeah. did things change for you on how you shot your scenes or how you booked or perhaps you got more involved in production at that time you know just curious to know uh, how did that affect you and what you did to really kind of stay ahead of things oh look there's been so many changes and it's not just uh, the tubes as well it's social media because now 
talent is expected to basically be on call to fans. We're expected to be promoting 24-7 and it's not just on one platform. You're expected to be tweeting and Snapchatting and Instagramming and Facebooking and everything. There's so much pressure to be, to stay relevant, you need to be constantly posting. So there's, there's so many things that have changed. Um, I will say though that there's, there's been a lot of doom and gloom about what's happened to the industry, but there's no real point focusing on it. A lot of people just continue, and a lot of I, I hear it in the industry. A lot of producers will just lament on the fact that this has happened. Well, yes, it's happened. Now, what can we do? What can mm. we do now to gain back subscribers? Okay, because yeah. there's no because people can get it for free. They can. People are smart enough. Even if you right. spend hours and hours and hours getting it all off the tube sites, there's going to be another way that they can get it. They can get it through the torrents. So. For me, I, I mean, it's going to be different for each company, but I tell my fans, don't don't join my website because you can't get it for free. I know that you're smart enough to find it somewhere for free. You are smart enough to get it for free, but don't don't join because you can get it for free. Join because you want to support me. Join because you see that I'm passionate about what I do and you want me to continue to do it. And that's the thing. We do need people to support our industry if we are to continue to produce you know, the quality porn that you expect, that you want. I mean, production quality is going to go down. You know, you're not going to see girls in in, in in as cute outfits and you're not going to see as grander locations and you're not going to see, you don't have those bigger budgets. There's less gangbangs being filmed because it's so expensive to film. So it's not, oh, I'm so smart, I can steal porn. Of course you're smart enough to. But do you want the, do you want whichever producer do you want them to be able to continue to do it then then please support us and i think that rather than sit there tweeting about how tube sites are terrible tweet about how you're amazing tweet about how you should support me because of you know x y and z yeah yeah absolutely we we need to end it very soon but i want to uh, ask you uh, where do you see the future of the adult industry like from your perspective as an actress and a content producer where where is the future oh it's so hard when we start talking about the future because it can because technology is changing so quickly you just don't know what's around the corner going full circle people talk about how gonzo was the big thing in the 90s i feel like we almost went back through to the romantic stuff with xart and companies like that and when it comes to even connecting with fans now phone sex is a big thing again so i feel like technology is definitely going to be a driver i think I, I don't know how popular VR is going to be. I mean, obviously, people have to then invest in in, in a headset and and other other things. So uh, until they become really we need to be accessible for the for the average wanker, you would say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, until until that happens, I just don't think that. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's nothing going you to invest take in off. producing, is it? No, I haven't been producing. I'm curious about it, and I have, you know, I've I've had a lot of conversations about it, and I've talked about it, and you know, a lot of people talk about the fact that, you know, masturbating is. Although a lot of people do watch porn with their partner, primarily people are watching porn by themselves to masturbate, and a lot of people don't want to be caught with a headset on because if you're really immersed in something <laughs> and you've got that headset on, you don't know what's going on. So. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a, a deterrent for people to 
to get really into VR. I'm not sure. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites and nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. You know, Angela, I would like to ask you a final question. Now, usually I have a question that's a little bit more risque, but you know what? There's absolutely nothing I could ask you that would be risque, I think. So I think in a situation like this, I would like to ask two, two things. One, if you have any particular, any particular shout-outs that you'd like to give to people that have possibly helped you along the way or that you think uh, are doing really good stuff lately. And also, if there's anyone else out there that you haven't worked with yet, that's kind of your crush that you would love to work with. Oh my God, that second one, that is just, that is, I'm almost, I think I might have to reject it. It's too hard. I would have a, I've got a list of hundreds of people. Is that too long? Uh, there's yeah. so many people I would love to shoot with, I have to say. It's just, it's, and me and Jay is included there, right? Well, yeah, we're exactly. at the top of the list, of yes. course. I need to do. Hope you guys are ready for the standing DP because it is a lot of effort. <laughs> Just like start working out now because I'm not. I mean, I'm sort of short, so I guess I'm sort of light-ish. But I really expect to be pounded midair, so get ready for that. Um, the other thing is, Thomas has a couple of inches on me. I think probably in every respect, he's probably got a few inches on me. So that would probably be a difficult thing to so do. So he can take well, the anyway, sorry. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, well, firstly, I'd definitely like to uh, give a big shout-out to Tanya Tate from Star Factory PR because she actually got me in contact with you guys. And uh, they've. I'm really, really happy that I've signed up with uh, the team for my PR because they've really helped me get a lot of great interviews and get my expand my brand to new markets, which is, is always great. I mean, that's you really, really need a good PR company behind you to, to just – you know, I mean, it's all good to be a great performer and it's all good to release great content, but if nobody knows about it, well, you're sort of stuck in one corner of the web. So shout out to Star Factory PR. Gosh, there's so many directors and producers that are doing amazing things right now. Um, I'll definitely give a shout out to Greg Lansky because he is shooting the most amazing stuff on, on black.com. He's really just transformed the the, the IR genre is just the stuff he shoots is so beautiful and obviously now he has Tushy as well and shooting great yeah. stuff for that oh yeah there's there's so many I'm actually really really I've always been impressed by what Dana Vespoli does and I think that she's doing some really cool stuff with her boy girl DVD line which is sort of playing with with gender roles and I, I I'm always loving when people are pushing the boundaries especially when they're 
in the mainstream because I think that it's really good when you can sort of bring people along for a ride with you. Like if you can get, it's, it's all good to have like all this ethical porn in the margins or alternative feminist sort of porn in the margins that, that the mainstream audience isn't seeing. But when you can release stuff that's sort of boundary pushing and it's on a mainstream, through a mainstream company like Eagle Angel, you know, I think that's perfect. And so definitely check out Dana's work and there's, 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 I would just talk for the next half an hour if I, if yeah. I gave a shout out to everybody. But I guess I will say, you know, if you do come across some porn that you like, and you find yourself looking at their content again and again on the tubes or torrents, then support them. Support the performers, support the producers that you love. You know, we we want to continue to do what we, we love to do and we, we want you to enjoy it. So please, please support us when you can. And, you know, everybody has different means. Some people can join only join for a month and some people can only buy one DVD. But just do what you can. That's yeah. That's... That's if everybody contributes a little bit to our industry, we'd all be doing a lot better. Yep, I agree. It's good closing statement there. Good yeah. closing statement. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that is all we have time for this time. I would love to have you back uh, for a later podcast. This was awesome experience for us, and Absolutely. you have so much knowledge and insight from this. So thank you so much for, for being part of this. Thank you so much for inviting me, and I'd love to come back. Thank you so much, everybody, for taking part of this episode of Porning Por- Coffee. And uh, we, of course, will be back uh, next week with a new interview. And in the meantime, support your uh, favorite porn star. Plugrush.com a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. PlugRush.com, moving traffic forward.